0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to The Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. And what a special treat. Today, I wanted to start something new. We just finished, if you guys did not know, we just finished our Christmas festival. It was held in... I honestly just said it was a historic park because it looked historic, but actually, I looked it up and it actually is a historic park. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is a historic park in Los Angeles. It's called MacArthur Park. It, It was super amazing interesting um kind of chaotic but beautiful all in once like it was it, it was very the interesting
1: first time we've gone to a park I to think. a public park public, yeah
0: and yeah and a park like that it was very interesting, interesting. so yeah. um what we're going to be doing going forward just so you guys know is after every festival and we're endeavoring to do festivals i would say from every four to six weeks depending on the holidays whether it's christmas whether it's new year's whether it's yeah um, you know, Martin Luther King Day, I don't know, uh, Valentine's Day, Easter, things like that. Um, just any type of excuse to get out there and bless Mm -hmm. the community. So, this is our first, uh, I would say first festival recap, and we have on our, uh, Truth team members. So, it's not just me. There's a lot of people, um, honestly, if, if I can, um, duplicate each and every one of them I would because they're they're phenomenal every every one of them has a gift every one of them has a has a very and I mean that like a special place in my heart that I that I love them um as a brother as a sister um and I just I'm just super grateful so um we have on Declan uh with us we have Stephanie we have my wife of course and then Ethan and Kim are on as well um but yeah so first of all I wanted you guys, as the listeners, to get to know, um, you, have, you guys have heard uh, my wife, Andrea, but I wanted you guys to kind of get to know a little bit about, I would say, like our founding fathers, like the, the, the pillars of the ministry, especially, I mean, we've been getting an influx of new listeners from, I honestly, I, I was speaking in by faith maybe like, what was it, maybe four months ago. I, want, I don't know why, but I wanted listeners in Miami, and now I got, I got listeners in Miami, so that's yeah. awesome. But we have people from Miami. I was looking at the charts. Miami, Bahrain, uh, the Persian Gulf, uh, Russia, the UK, um, the Midwest now. Um, France. France. That's so cool. So things... So just it's it's... And this is all organic, so I don't know how you guys found us, but we're so happy to have you guys with us. So... Um, I want to start off with uh, probably uh, one of my one of my in- most interesting um, how we met uh, stories was probably Declan McIntyre. Um, what's up, Declan? It-, it was interesting how we met, right? So, Declan, if you guys didn't know, um, he's in a lot of the photos. H- I don't know how to describe you, bro. Like he's
1: like your right hand man.
0: Yeah, he is. He is. He is and i was skeptic about him at first honestly I- i'm just keeping yeah. it i'm just keeping it real i was like I was like who's this <laughs> i was like who's this kid he had like a mustache back in the day and i was like huh <laughs> and if you see me i'm like this obviously like we're all new creations but externally i was like i'm like a i'm like a hispanic from la from the west coast all tatted up and then uh externally Declan's like super pale you know, he's like <laughs> yeah. tall and buff. Let's be and, nice, let's be nice. <laughs> you know? So, but anyways, uh, what's up, man? I want to welcome to welcome you to, I think, this is, your, is this your first time on the on the podcast? I think uh, so. I
1: did a couple. Oh, no, he uh, was on, on the, like, the religion. Oh, yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We like, were still in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, the what is religion one, right? Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Declan. So, if you guys didn't know, Declan, he moved from the East Coast, from Pennsylvania, to the West Coast. So, first of all, how are you liking it, bro? Do you hate it? Do you like the sun? Do you wish it was 20 degrees? Like,
2: I like the heat, but, um, it's different. It just, took a little, it just took a little while to adjust because it's actually the perfect temperature, I think, in the winter here. Yeah. Like, if it was like this all year round, because I like it nice and cool when I'm sleeping and everything. Yeah.
0: Um, but,
2: yeah, I do like the heat because it feels like, you know, it feels like you can do more if it's hot out. I don't know if that makes sense. but Yeah, totally. es-
0: especially doing what we do, like festivals. Yeah. Do you remember, we did uh, an outreach um, when oh, it was, I mean, was it last like, year? It
2: hadn't been, had been, like, 20 degrees oh. outside or something. If, if we can and we were bundled up yeah and it was windy but it was mm-hmm. a
0: good outreach so. it was good and it was freezing honestly was i'm surprised crazy. people even came out yeah like it was cold it was it, i think it was like 20 degrees it felt like negative i don't know a thousand for me, for <laughs> me. Thousand. yeah but declan so so why 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 did you move um from the east coast to the west coast first of all did you have a deep question that's a deep question (laughs) which is going straight to it why did did you move first of all did you ever visit california besides like disneyland or um before you moved
2: i went to disneyland but i was like really young i was in elementary school so i don't really Mm -hmm. actually don't even remember anything in disneyland to be honest i was just like that young i just remember going yeah. yeah, I remember the first plane ride over here because it was my first time on a plane too. So nice. I did. Um, I remember going to a wax museum.
0: Oh, uh, in Hollywood, on Hollywood uh, Boulevard.
2: And then I went to San Diego because I have some family down there too.
1: Hmm.
0: San Diego's cool. San Diego's cool. But yeah, so so what's what's the reason? Why did you? What made a a eighteen year old, 19 year old kid move from the East Coast? That, that, that's how old, you. Are, right? How, anyways,
2: Um 20
0: now he's 20 but
2: when
0: i moved i was 19 he's 20 and he's looking for a wife so any listeners from (laughs) (laughs) just send uh send us an email and uh i'll i'll I'll, I'll send it to my wife and she'll filter it and we'll we'll pray in tongues about Uh, it for an hour and a (laughs) half (laughs) but no um yeah so so you're 20 so that's a big move honestly bro from not from like leaving like uh basically your entire family like everything over here what was the main purpose like what was what was like uh what was your heart at? like what why did you do what you what you did basically
2: well first i would have to say since um i've like really made like the commitment to you know, be a Christian to like, you know, God like showed me and demonstrated to me like on the inside of me who he is. Like he showed me his peace and like, I, it's like, it's, it's indescribable. Like the Mm -hmm. peace I feel, the love I feel and it compels me to, you know, follow his will. And so I followed that will, I went to um, a Bible school, and then uh, about a year I started feeling a little like, like after it was closer to the end of the, closer to springtime this year, I started feeling a little like,
0: uneasy, I, or...
2: it, I, yeah, uneasy. I was yeah. going to say antsy, but that wasn't like an anxious feeling. Those are more of like this place isn't for me anymore. Like it's time to move on. Right. And it's like it's hard unless you're like I'm not trying to like make it all like
0: it's mystical. But like <laughs> yeah.
2: it, it, it takes a like spiritual friends mm.
0: to and, understand that like yeah. brothers
2: and sisters to understand that
0: That's and true. properly convey that. Yeah. So I, I started feeling like that and
2: um I felt you know, that it was, um, in God's will for me to move over here and start this church. And I'm telling you, it was, it was hard the first day only cause, you know, cause I, it was hard leaving my parents, but I mean, I was pretty much fine after that.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but I've, after like, you know, leaving that uneasiness that I, as soon as I left, I I can guarantee that the uneasiness just fell away. Nice. And I felt I felt at peace. And now um I'm I'm doing great.
0: That's awesome, man. Well I'm proud of you, bro. That it takes a lot. I know when me and Dre went from and left everything from LA to the East Coast, it took a lot, but I mean we had each other at least. Yeah. So um yeah, I'm proud of you bro. That that's that's amazing. It's like a red light. It's almost like a red light, green light. I love how um, a pastor that we follow uh, pretty closely. He says that that the way that the Lord leads you, and this will be good for any listener. The way that the Lord leads you is the Bible says He leads me besides still waters, meaning peace. So if there's peace, that's 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 a green light. But the minute you feel like what Declan was talking about, this like uneasiness, that's 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 a red light. Like, and it's 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 more so that the Lord leads you with an absence of peace like hey don't don't go there and when the peace is there is that like you just flow with the spirit and, and you feel that that presence of of peace and calmness and stillness that Declan was talking about
2: Excuse that's
0: me. awesome bro and to wrap it up on your end what did what, what's like one of your most favorite member like memories I would say since California whether it's it doesn't have to be the festivals. It can be you eating tacos, whatever it is, yeah. like, like, oh God, <laughs> like, like what, what is like a
2: taco?
0: got started on that. Tacos are fire. They don't have that in the East Coast, like at, at least in Pennsylvania. Here. Yeah, they're, it's amazing. I think I took you to it. It wasn't even like a high-end bougie spot. I took them to a taco truck in uh, Watts
1: south central oh, It's south
0: central Forchata. yeah and it was so good so that's awesome bro but yeah i'm i'm super excited bro. i'm 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 very happy and proud to have you um helping us and yeah. standing side by side if i can replicate you i will yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah uh so stephanie steph um our story is probably like such an interest I, I think you have more I, I have like uh I have my wife talk more yeah, about I it because i think right like you connected with dream more and obviously you know uh since Dre and I are one flesh like you know I, I was just a bonus to that but <laughs> but but you connected with yeah. my wife and um honestly like i'm super before i pass i'm like i'm super grateful for you like um th- there's like a there's something about you that like you're just very loyal and and i i can just trust you you know like right. and if i can I can literally like give you the key and I can just I, I just I just know like it's important because and for any leaders out there before I get into it like David asked his men like hey are you for me or are you for my enemies and Pastor Prince said that's an important some people will say that's selfish or that's weird or egotistical but that's important for you to know as a leader like who is for you and who is against you like because like fidelity or loyalty is super important especially when Embarking on a on a major vision that we're we're endeavoring to do, so it's super important. But yeah, Steph, you're 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 definitely um, a blessing to me and my wife. And uh, yeah, like I said, I appreciate how loyal you have been, and yeah, there's this is only the beginning for for our relationship as a ministry team. So I'm excited. But yeah, Dre, uh, do you want to take over? And
1: yeah, I mean, I could. I mean, I mean, where do we start, Steph? Right. Um- <laughs> So, uh, so Stephanie, um, actually is from California. And so yeah. that's one of the reasons, uh, one of the common grounds that Steph and I connected. Uh, we were both from California and Steph and I met actually on the East coast. And I remember this so clearly Steph, like it was yesterday. Like I was on, you know, the phone call like the call center. Mm -hmm. And I remember like hearing from you and I picked up the phone and you're like, you know, I'm moving to, you know, the East Coast and I just need some more info. And it just happened to be that I was the one picking up on the other side of the phone. And so there was like, instantly I was like, oh, you're from California. I'm from California too. And so we just like hit it off right away. And little did we know that we were, gonna you know be connected in this way doing ministry together and so throughout the whole time I can remember in the past year like you know you have like friends or there's like people around your 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 crowd but there's like for with from at least for me like you were that one person that just like I don't know it's hard to describe it was like something like I was like thinking something and I was just like meditating on something and I would always be like is this just me You know, and then I would talk to you specifically and you had that same thing. And I was like, crap. Like, so we connected on that level where like we just like, I don't know, we just knew like the Lord really had his hand on, you know, our friendship, our our relationship or just even just ministry. Um, But yeah, so fast forward to now, like, I guess, you know, answering the same questions with. um, Yeah. Uh, so, how what made you? I guess what was the question?
0: What made you move back? Yeah, what made you move back? <laughs> yeah, to you California, move back? Yeah. And
1: why are you why are you hanging out with us? <laughs> move
3: back. I mean, I, we talked about this a lot. I think I was last night, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Feeling when I came home from being in NPA and came home on a break, and I remember like it was so odd because I felt like I could breathe again. And I remember being tripped out because I was like, I, I didn't realize that I felt any sort of tenseness or however you want to call it.
1: It's almost and like how, that same thing that uh, Declan was talking about. It was yeah. the uneasiness, right?
3: Yeah, he put he put it perfectly. And I remember being like, oh, like this, you know, just praying about it because I was like, this is weird. I felt conflicted. And then going back and and things kind of just, like Declan said, perfect, feeling uneasy and not, not being so critical, but more of just seeking the Lord and what is this, this stirring, I think, that I feel. And like you said, Jaya, right? like, I would ask you things and completely unprompted on your end, like you had no idea what I was going through and I had no idea what you guys were going through. Mm-hmm. But the timing, the Lord had us all, you know, all five of us, however many, um, coming to these realizations on our own, but then also seeking counsel Mm. and, um, kind of knowing like, okay, like Dagwin said, this isn't the place anymore. And I don't doubt for a second that God brought me here for a purpose. And now I'm seeing that purpose and I'm going to follow his peace guiding me to the next place because, if I hadn't come here, I wouldn't understand what I know now about the Lord. And I wouldn't have grown stronger in my relationship with him. And then having met the people that, you know, he was really going to knit me with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I mean, coming home to California, in that regard, spiritually following the Lord, having a vision. I mean, his vision, obviously, and, and, not even knowing maybe how it was all going to come together, but having that peace of knowing that it would. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, practically, I don't, I'm not so cold all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> and, awesome. <laughs> um, better food. We have similar tastes in food, so better. Yeah. Mexican food. Ramen. Everything, Asian food. Yeah. I mean, also like very outdoorsy. So I didn't, I missed having the access that I have here. And again, the weather and just, you know, but ultimately, of course, like being excited for what the Lord is doing now in truth and what he's going to do and not focusing on like not the unknowns, just knowing like God is faithful and he's going to do it. And it L.A. and California need ministries like this. So it's a privilege to to mm-hmm. serve and be part of it.
1: Wow. That's really good.
0: That's awesome, That
1: yeah. kind of creates a segue into um, YLA, right? I think that was one of our questions. like yeah. Because for uh, those that don't know, Declan, um, Anthony, Stephanie, Kim, Ethan, we all um, did outreach in the East Coast together, not knowing that we were going to end up on Truth together. So we were led by... the lord on just you know our just our our genuine friendship and just the love for the lord is very obviously we all have our own experiences our own relationships but like i think what brings us all together is that genuine love for the lord that we all share so we were able to do this on the east coast and we were knit there you know not knowing you just you know we were just like flowing and then so we ended up here so why i guess anthony you can answer that like why are they?
0: Yeah, I mean, there was a great and a lot of maybe religious people might get offended, but there's a great quote by John Lennon. John Lennon. <laughs> he said, <laughs> I, I, "I wish I could look it up." But he said, uh, "If I was living in Roman times, I would live in Rome." And today, he said, uh, "The U.S. is is Rome," or he said he said something like like the New York City is Rome itself, something like that. So to answer your question is, I personally think. And, again, you can disagree, and that's okay. I wouldn't agree with you because then we'd both be wrong. But I personally (laughs) think Los Angeles is the capital, I would say, of the U.S., personally. And the reason why is because, I mean, the majority of the influence comes from, I mean, California in of itself is such a massive state. It's ranked number four the last time that I checked um, for gross. Domestic product GDP, meaning the size of the economy in the state of California alone is ranked number four in all countries in the entire world. So above specific countries, whether it's Brazil, whether it's Mexico, whether it's yeah. Venezuela, whether it's like it, it's, it's a state, but it's being ranked as like a country because it's such a massive country, like number four economic wise in the entire world. And the capital of L.A., like when you think when you think about California, you think of the the beach cities, you think of Hollywood, you think of um, technology, you think of film industry, things like that, is Los Angeles. And to answer your question in a long form is I personally think, you know, when I look at Paul's ministry in the Bible, I want to talk about the Bible now, <laughs> but when you look at Paul's ministry in the Bible, a lot of people have this weird concept, especially like religious people. Oh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to build a church. I'm going to build it in T- in Dallas. I'm going to build it in Amarillo, Texas. I'm going to build it in the Midwest. I'm going to build it in like um, Kansas City. And again, we have listeners from there. So nothing against it. But listen to my point is that people think when you build a church or even any type of ministry or to minister, you know, the best place is where there is already light, where there's some sort of morality. But light always shines dark. Uh, shines the brightest in the darkness. The salt is only good among deaf. So, L.A. I personally grew up in L.A. I love this city. First of all, the the mountains and the weather and the food, everything that we were all just talking about. But more so, the people here. Um, there's something about brokenness that I gravitate to and not in a weird like i love pain but like i i just there's something and it's and it's it's godly because jesus himself cannot but resist like he cannot help but help those who are broken his grace is attracted to brokenness so it's no wonder that that my heart is attracted to the darkest places and not to like you know i want to be in that it's because man like life is so um famish when there's like when everything is just dark when there's addictions when there's uh anxiety when there's mental health when there's suicide reps going up and down i mean like that is that is where christ himself is is supposed to be at you know so for me los angeles not only did i grow up in la but i personally think that when there's so much sin That is where grace super abounds. And if you guys didn't know, we're we're a grace ministry. But that that is where where grace abounds, is that when there is brokenness, when there's addictions, when there's people who have lost their minds, like we saw this past weekend, that just complete, utter darkness, people would shy away from it. But Paul the Apostle planted, think about this, he planted that wonderful manifesto of Christianity, Romans, the book of Romans, like if you look up historically, look what was going on in the Roman Empire. They had the, We have the Coliseum in LA, but they had an actual Coliseum when they would have people in there being molded and eaten by lions for, uh, for giggles, just for like a yeah. sports type. That's the Colosseum. They would throw people, they would throw Christians in the Colosseum. And the lions would go in there and would chase them, kind of like what you see in Spain with the bulls. And they would eat them and mold mold the Christians. The Roman candle, they would light people on fire. Even uh, John Hess, who was 50 years before uh, Martin Luther, he got lit on fire because he began to preach righteousness by works. And he got lit on fire, literally, by the religious people of his time. 50 years before Martin Luther. So when you look at the biblical context, Paul went into Rome. He went into Corinth where there was idolatry left and right. When when the temples back then were out in the open and they had their 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 type of worship was having sex with prostitutes like it was freaking bananas yo you had corinth you had romans you had ephesians where they worshiped diana of the ephesians who they believed that this statue came out from um out of jupiter and fell on the ground and they worshiped this uh sex god of diana of the ephesians and the most spiritual meaty epistle of Ephesians, Paul planted a church there, he planted a church in Romans, in Rome, he planted a church in Corinth, he planted a church in, in Ephesus, he planted a church in all these things. And it's no wonder, it's because Christ himself, his grace is attracted to broken humanity. That is what compelled God the Father to send his son into a broken and hostile world was his love for the world. And Los Angeles is a lot of times ostracized because of the immorality, because of the, um, and Christians are like infamous for this, like, you know, they kind of mix politics into their uh, faith and then ostracize an entire uh, side of humanity where it's like, well, you know what, if you didn't vote for, you know, my political candidate, then I'm not even going to witness to you. And then we're, we're preaching love and grace, but yet our testimony to those who are in complete confusion, complete darkness is, well, you know, these are just, they're just really hateful, you know, narrow-minded people. And it's it's completely the opposite where you see Jesus hanging out with um, the sinners, the prostitutes. The, I mean, he went into a, a cemetery where the most demonized man was running around naked in chains i mean that when you read that in the bible um it makes what we saw this past weekend like nothing compared to what what the bible talks about jesus went into a cemetery where everybody in the entire uh in that time avoided that cemetery they would go around it because this man was naked bound in chains howling at the moon at night crying cutting himself and he would break those chains every single time I think about that. And then guess where Jesus went? There. I'm just following what Christ does. And it's, it's, um, you know, if we're able to, by the grace of God, begin to make an impression, make a major dent in Los Angeles, the amount of people here and the amount of brokenness here. I personally think that those who are most broken receive the most the fullest love of christ and and the more abounding grace and we see it where i don't want to preach on it right now but we see it all throughout the bible that the that jesus himself is attracted to the the people who are helpless the people who you know are are they're overt sinners but they are humble enough to say you know what i don't got it I, I've tried everything. I've banged my head on the wall. I've gone through rehab. I've tried New Age. I've tried working. I've tried success. And we see it. it it's no wonder that most of Hollywood, which, which I personally love, they, they, they achieve a certain level of success, but then there's suicide rates left and right because there's only one thing that f- that fills, it, fills in that void, and his name is Jesus. It is his love and his it is acceptance. You see it with the gang members in East LA, in Compton, where all they're craving for in reality is acceptance. And they don't get it from their mom or from their dad who left or beat them. They don't get it from society because they're ostracized, because they're poor, because they're in the projects. So where do they get this acceptance quote unquote from? It's from their fellow gang members and they end up in this, in this vicious cycle, but there's only one person that they can receive this acceptance from and his name is Jesus. And if we as a body of Christ shy away from these areas, it's no wonder that if light moves away from the darkness, the darkness only gets darker. Instead of complaining about, you know, how crazy the the, the West Coast is, it's like, well, you go in there with the authority of Christ, not only that, but you go in there with the love of Christ and grace will superabound where there is sin. It's actually a very smart move mm-hmm. from the Lord that He's given me. Because even me, I began to question like, why are we going into the one of the craziest like areas? Yeah. Because, and I'll, I'll interview Ethan next. But him and I, he was talking to me, and he was like, you know, this one pastor. Like, he said, the difference between you, Anthony, is that there was just one pastor that I wanted to like uh, follow." And he will like, say, You know what, Ethan, if we go into Scottsdale, Arizona, that's the one of the richest areas in Arizona and we can make and we can have a, a lot of good tithers. And it's like look at where your heart you look at where your heart is at. And if you look back, that pastor's no like there's no there's God's blessing is not on it because it's only about love and his grace. And the money will always come because the resources are there for a purpose. So it, it's it's no wonder that the Lord has brought um, all of us in this ministry into one of the craziest, dark, darkest, darkest um, areas. But honestly, I, personally, I think LA is prime. Personally, okay. I think LA is prime for the grace of Jesus Christ because people are exhausted. Mm-hmm. People are exhausted with drugs. They're exhausted with uh immorality and and. All this crazy stuff. They're exhausted with success, and the crazy part is that I have been there. And for me personally, I think that the Lord has, because oftentimes I would cry out to the Lord and ask Him, like, why is there so much, um, like, why do I feel so much, like, uh, sometimes some like a civil war within me, or why, or why was, why did I have to go through so much darkness, like, crazy stuff? And it's it's no wonder because the Lord Himself is showing the type of addictions and bondages that he is going to break and already doing so through this ministry. And it's from each and every one of us, whether it's with Dre, with New Age, with uh, Declan's or Stephanie's background or Ethan's background or Kim's background or my background. If you put us all together, okay. it's like you have all types of crazy back bondages that as it that serves as a testimony that there is only one water that quenches that thirst right. whether it's from you know drugs are not going to do it new age is not going to do it success is not going to do it uh all these things all these outlets that people are going to it's 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 just empty dry gravel water and when we show up there in the park in the projects in the hood in wherever wherever we're at is like dang this is it and people can sense it people can sense um, someone who's sincere um, from just you know you' you're smiley we were just talking about this before we jumped on you're just smiley like scripted type of minister and they can sense it but um but yeah all right well last but not least you know the Bible says and the last will be first so you're in a good position my brother Ethan wise. And his wife, Kimberly um, These two beautiful young people They moved out from Ohio From the East Coast And joined us for this amazing mission To preach Jesus, His grace So my first question to you, bro, is What was, uh, what was the main reason? What was the purpose? Why did you guys move from Ohio all the way to L.A.? So obviously, we felt
4: the call to preach the gospel and preach Jesus to people, and the best way to do that is to go to the worst areas. Um, and And I've heard so much about L.A. Um, I've never really experienced it, um, but I've just felt that tug in my heart as like these people are, are are ripe for the harvest, are ripe for the true Jesus and, and the gospel of grace, um, not some you know religious fanaticism. Or, uh, you know, all of these things that we could say, but but to preach, you know, just Jesus, and um, and so yeah, dude, like that, that was pulled, pulling my heart a lot. And so, me and my wife just kind of packed up and moved here. Um, and and to answer the question about um, that like just our outreaches was like the best part, and and I honestly, like all the outreaches are fantastic you know like you can almost always see a shift um like somewhere in the middle where people go from being like skeptical until maybe like one of their kids wins a prize or um or maybe they do or or we, we throw like a game together for them all and, and you kind of see this the shift um where, where they go from being so skeptical to like just letting their walls down letting loose um and starting to you know like to trust us um and they're like okay maybe there isn't like a catch which which there's not you know we're like we're truly giving back to the community um just because like why not you know um so yeah and and just seeing that shift in people or in in their like facial expressions and their actions like um people in today's world are so accustomed to you know just technology their phone like you have even kids that bury their their face in their phones but but you even got to, to the like we got to see adults like jumping out of their chair to go play hot potato like it was um it, it's 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 an experience you just can't make up like when you see it it's, it's just amazing
0: um, so yeah that's really good so Let's continue. What's, Jay? Uh, we have more questions or what's the next question?
1: One of our questions is, uh, I think you kind of covered a lot. Um, I did write down here uh, maybe some uh, background info on truth. <clears throat> maybe how did it start or yeah, why, like, why did we, I guess, start doing outreach? Because I was just talking to you about this. Yeah. Um, there is the teaching portion of it you know, some, how can you say it? Maybe there is, like, 90% evangelistic and, like, 10%, 10% like, pastor. pastoral, yeah. maybe?
0: Yeah, and the, Lord's, the Lord is increasing um the shepherding part. And I feel it, too, because, I mean, about truth and, and you know, the evangelism and, and why and all this, you know, basically a quick, really, really quick, I'm going to give myself a, three minute timer um
1: yeah right
0: (laughs) (laughs) three four minutes so the reason why um evangelism is and with truth in los angeles it's very hard to separate i would say like the ministry with the messenger and that's what that was what this pastor was telling me is that a lot of people will correlate the ministry with either the the man or the woman of God, whoever the messenger that, because the Lord always anoints a vessel and that's just the reality of it. The Lord anoints a vessel and we see it throughout the entire Bible from Joshua to Moses, to Caleb, to the prophets, the Kings, uh, the judges at that time, whatever it is. And that's just the way that he works. It's through leadership and and there he's a God of God. He's a, he's a God of order and authority. So it's kind of, it's mixed and I, I can't separate my testimony with, um, the mission that truth has because the when when i had a a crazy intimate encounter with jesus there were so many uh bondages in my life that i was trying my hardest and that's the problem i was trying my hardest to break and it was it, 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 i i can't deny it, it was something where and I don't wanna get like too mystical or something like that, but it, it was like a, a one of those experiences where like I just I just saw this thing. That's how that's the way that I like phrase it when I first had an encounter with him. I just saw this thing that I needed that I couldn't explain, but it was the answer to everything. Mm. You know? And that that embarked my journey on getting to know Jesus and his grace. And from there there was something that calibrated within me that I had no idea what was going on. That that I went from smoking an ounce of weed a week to numb my nerves and this mind to all of a sudden I just I, I was I just needed to open my mouth and there was things that were coming out of my mouth That sounds weird, but there was like scriptures, and there was like just there was just connections and 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 things that I was able to just articulate, and coming from like where a a background where I couldn't even speak properly, some people still you know debate that, but I couldn't even speak properly. I was stuttering. I was I was afraid of a freaking dog as a kid. I was. I was attacked even as a young baby with, with sickness and fear left and right. And I didn't understand why there was so much war in my life. But then I began the Lord began to open my eyes to the vision for this ministry. And it's and it's a it's a grand vision. And like what we were talking about in this past weekend is is a another confirmation because when we were at MacArthur Park when we did this festival, I think this was the first time where I had maybe anywhere from like seven to 10 people uh, just ask me like, hey, like, where is your church? Where is your church? Where is your church? Where is your church? And Jerry and I were talking about this on the way home. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know personally how it's going to happen. But I think that is the best position that we can be in. Because if I, if I had some sort of confidence in my flesh, in my business skills, in my networking skills, in the amount of money that I've saved up or this and that, then it wouldn't be God. But the truth is that when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord waited until he physically could not function to try to impregnate Sarah. If you get what I'm saying, he was 99. He was completely done and that was when the lord stepped in and i was like all right so now that you're done are you done trying okay let me do it and in the same exact way it's like we don't know how how this vision is is going to come to pass but i see it slowly surely like like seed upon seed brick upon brick and it's it's amazing so the vision is to evangelize the entire i mean Los Angeles County is such a massive county. Mm -hmm. Um, What we do is these festivals that we talk about. Some people call them crusades. I don't like to call them that. Um, You can call them outreaches. That's fine. But personally, I like to call them festivals because that's something that the Lord helped me and quicken my heart to is because it's like this past weekend, we had, um, and this is a good segue for this past weekend, we had like a bunch of, I mean, it it was crazy. We, We had, a, a lot of homeless people people that were uh strung out on drugs drug addicted we had it was a mixture we had then we had a bunch of like religious pentecostal spanish people yeah. we had families um i just met today even after the um after the festival i met i met jerry and i just just drove down to macarthur park we met with this family from venezuela they got here four days four days ago yeah. with like they needed help. They had nothing. They had nothing. And they had three teenage daughters, and we went and we met up with them. And, you know, uh, it, it just, it was like, it, it was exactly what I envision the Lord Jesus, how he would be um, in this modern era, is mm-hmm. not necessarily. In the healing conferences, which there's nothing wrong with that, not necessarily in the rival meetings, not necessarily like in the religious construct of the day, but he would be out with the common people, with those who need help. And um, the vision is such that for us to evangelize all of L.A. County and to build multiple churches throughout the different cities that we go through whether it's a, a church in South Central a church in uh, Echo Park by Dodger Stadium a church in East Hollywood a church in Central by uh, Filipino Town a church uh, down all the way to like Vernon or Compton or whatever it is there's just so much area mm-hmm. and so little love and g je- and like just true Jesus that people are in dying literally dying hunger for um what would you say joe
1: yeah i mean exactly that like when we were driving from the festival uh yesterday it, it really really did hit me like and, and that's what i told you i was like this is not us like this this is there's no way that we could put this together like how do we end up here at this moment in time and i was like driving so i was like really like
0: just zoned out zoned out <laughs> like no but when i when i'm
1: driving i'm literally just i'm
0: like meditating and thinking i'm
1: meditating i'm not really like thinking with my carnal like mind i'm literally just like processing so i literally i literally told them i was like i don't know how we're going to do this but like the lord is going to step in and he I know I trust him and I have faith and he's, he's faithful. So he's gonna, he's gonna come through. Like, there's no way that we're in our heart. We're so committed to this already. And we have the heart for it. Like on a random Sunday, us driving to meet the, with the family and it wasn't out of obligation. No, it was simply cause we have a heart for it. Like we've been through those situations, um, where we were low, and we wish that someone could help us out, you know, and can lend us a hand, whether it was money, or settler, necess- or just the simplest things, or even a conversation, just to lift us up, you know. So we're now those people that can help, not only you know our generation that is you know suffering through anxiety or you know going through like new age that are looking for answers, but people also like the Hispanic community, which is big that is leaked in with, like, a lot of, like, religion. Like, yeah. we're, we're able to reach that, you know, that crowd and genuinely do it. And something that um, a man of God said was that he said that um, uh, the church has its phases, right? Like, there was the tent phase, there was the stadium phases, like, with Billy Graham. And with this new phase, like there's gonna be a lot of things that are like dying off as far as like how we do things but we can't predict we can't just be like all right so we're evangelists and then we're gonna have this tent and then we're or we're gonna have like this massive tent or we're gonna like book the stadium like we're gonna be led by the lord and if he says hey go into this park and walk through it and do it this way then we're we're gonna be obedient to that and sometimes it's not gonna look pretty or you know whatever it is but we have the spirit of God in us. So that's, I think that's what empowers us, you know?
0: That's good. Yeah. And to wrap up, um, the episode is, um, yeah, exactly what you were talking about, Dre. Is that like, so this past weekend, just to give it like a, a recap on this past weekend, it was literally just that it was so, it was like a, it was like unorthodox. I, I I don't know what the probably team the team felt about it, but it was it was interesting. It, it smelled like um <laughs> it smelled like Teen Spirit. <laughs> um, it was interesting, but it was the biggest uh, outreach or festival we had. We had an amazing DJ, which I'm gonna continue to have him jump on. He like he already like co signed to be on the team, so that's awesome. Yeah, he's cool. um, we had a DJ. We had people from like I was saying, all walks of life. We had people that just. Freshly got into the country, Yeah, people that were living in Orange County and rode their bike 40 days ago and were in search yeah. of some sort of community. Afterwards, Ethan brought me this dude from New York that he's like, I grew up in a, in a religious home, but I'm looking for a church, bro. Like, where's your church at? Yeah. And uh, just certain things like that. You had the drug addicted. You had... Um, I mean, there's just so many people. Like, I went into different circles where they were like gambling in the park, and um, I think Ethan and Declan were like kind of sketcher. Like, you go first, and, and t-, yeah. you figure it out. <laughs> so I just went into the circle, but it what is super crazy that it, even as I'm, I'm in this circle right. There's like twenty people. They're like gambling, and within the twenty people, like two people stand out, and two people come at, come back, and they listen to the. They sit for two hours. Play hot potato. Listen uh, mm-hmm. to Grace and Jesus being preached, and then they get saved, and they stand out, and that's the Lord marking people like out of their groups, out of whatever they're at. These are either prodigal sons. These are these are people mm-hmm. that the Lord has His hand on, mm-hmm. but they're stuck in bondages. And I want to end it with this: is that we see this example with Jesus and the parable one of the parables of grace that he talked about the, the 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 great the good shepherd that he left the 99 to go find the one and the one the reason why it's lost is because it's not easily found what a revelation <laughs> but the reason why i say that is because oh you know what if i just if i just put up this tent or if i just go into the stadium or i just rent out this church and call it you know fire meeting or whatever it is the sheep that's lost is not going to just you know sporadically wander its feet in there the bible says that jesus talked about the shepherd going after going leaving the 99 and to go find the one Mm -hmm. so that's what we do we we go out led by the spirit of god led by jesus and just like that, like if it, if it takes me going into a, a gambling circle and then uh, first of all I didn't gamble so just relax, <laughs> but going into a gambling circle and then the Lord just highlighting just one person, just one man, just one person, yeah. and he locked eyes with me, and then I shake his hand, and then he comes back and he and he and then he's laughing, play, a grown man playing hot potato, and then getting saved and then getting plugged in, and like that's a lost sheep. Mm-hmm. That the shepherd, Jesus, says, I would go out. And that's what he did for me. And I can't help but just sacrifice out of love my entire life. I don't care if it, what, what it costs. I don't care the time, the, the energy. I don't care because I saw the good shepherd manifesting his shepherdness, if that's a word, by coming into my room and saving me when no one else would help me. And in the same exact way, I, 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 I can't help but do the same exact thing. And the crazy part is that even the, and Declan would see this, and and Ethan saw this, that even the, because Ethan was telling me, he's like, you know, these people, they looked really rough. But when you just talk to them, really they were nice. pretty nice. And it's <laughs> like, it, it it's because I'm not going there out of condemnation. I'm not going there like, there were so many other like Spanish people uh, preachers and outreaches and and they had like you know five six people and and it was like i'm not going there as like a holier than thou like when we were preaching and we had the festival there was another church that showed up and they were doing great they were handing out You know, clothes and stuff, but then they were like wearing these masks, almost like if they're afraid to get defiled by them. It's almost like I'm, 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 they're a leper and and I'm the religious man and I'm just, you know, soothing my conscience. So I would just go out there and I will wear a mask. I'm not even going to talk to them. I'm just going to, here, take my rags of clothes, you filthy animal type. And it's like (laughs) the level of disrespect that's not how Jesus talked to sinners and and spoke to them by name he said Zacchaeus I must eat at your house he said come follow me he went to Mary he all these things and it's like I don't see that in the Bible I don't see Jesus being this holier than that I don't see Jesus not wanting to interact with sinners Mm -hmm. not wanting to shake their hands not wanting to pick up their trash for them like all these things like who like like who are we to think that we are higher than even our Lord and Savior. So that is what this ministry is about, to wrap it up, is that is that we manifest the grace of God, the Good Shepherd, the, the Shepherd who goes out and finds, whether it's going through the weeds, going through the projects, going through the park, going through here, going through there, and, and finding those who are broken and who the Lord loves and adores, no matter the state of their current being, is that they see the love of God in our eyes, in our speech, in our presence. And ultimately, Jesus gets all the glory because it is His grace alone that can only transform a life. So mm-hmm. that that is, that is what we do here at Truth and as we're building a community, not only in, I mean, now literally all over the world online and, and through you guys listening, but locally in Los Angeles is, is man, like the, the amount of people that we're, that we're connecting with, they're going to need a house. And it's only a matter of time, like Jerry was talking about, that it's the Lord's doing that he will be able to open some sort of avenue. I don't know how, and that's not for me to figure it out with my head. It's just for me to believe. And I just want to tell all of you guys, whether it's my team members, every listener, um, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you. Because who would have thought that you guys would be able to, would even like to listen to me? Like I, I don't understand that. But it's the Lord who uses the broken pieces. He uses, the Bible says he used the outcasts. He used the things that are not. He uses he uses those who are just, have been ridden off by society. And ultimately... Um, it's such an amazing journey that's only beginning, that will cultivate, that will cult, that will that will cultivate. Is that even a word? That cultivate. will fit. That will finish. I would just use that word. <laughs> that will finish with Jesus being glorified and having a strong body, a strong churches throughout LA. So I'm excited for that. But uh, anything else before we log off, Dre? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Anything else, Steph? Uh, Declan?
3: we're excited
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's exciting times I I, I love you guys and I appreciate you guys helping me Um, but yeah so that'll be it I want to say thank you once again listeners Um, I really want you guys to to stay plugged in with this ministry Uh, I'm going to make a couple new announcements going into 2024 so Mm -hmm. just stay tuned but uh, I appreciate all of your support and uh, from the bottom of my heart we love you here at Truth but uh, until the next one I'll see you then
1: Hey guys we want to thank you for tuning in we pray that this quickened your heart if you like to give a one time or become a monthly partner visit our website and hit that give now button up at the top we thank you in advance and pray that you continue to receive everything God has already given you by grace through faith